everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Two Drunk Fans. It's been a wild NWSL opening weekend. Gab, what are you drinking? I am enjoying a Portland Cider Company cider. Comes in a cute little can, had some the other day, bought myself a six pack, and now I'm, or a four pack, I guess. And uh, yeah, so I'm actually drinking during a recording session, um, which has been a while. What are you drinking? I am trying just one beer, easing myself back into having a, a, a wee nip at the end of the day. So you are also drinking. Yeah, I'm having a Shinerbach. It's my little treat at the end of the day for, you know, dealing with a bunch of little brush fires. So you and I are both drinking and yes. recording. We We're are getting two... back to our namesake, dude. Almost. We're two drinking fans. Yeah, but I mean, one cider for me, and I get pretty, uh, pretty happy one cider in. That sounds nice. Sounds relaxing. Yeah, I think I think we're both uh, kind of getting back into the swing of things because the NWSL season has started, mm-hmm. and the Riveters actually sell this like awesome growler, this forty ounce growler, and uh, if you go to the stadium and you buy two two beers or two ciders. You can actually fill the growler and not spill beverage on yourself walking back to your seat. The Thorn Supporters Group has their own alcohol now, so we're all just struggling to keep up. <laughs> what you you want to know something funny? Always. The Thorn Supporters Group has two uh, kegs of booze um, already donated for the bus trip to Seattle in like three weeks. That's cool. I don't think a breaker's tailgate could make it through a full keg because there's just too many people who are going to need to drive and not enough people, period. Well, but see, the thing is, is you drink it all before the match. Yeah. So then you have like two hours. Plus, then you sit around in traffic because hopefully there's traffic. No, I don't think you can count sitting around in traffic time as time you get to sober up. I think by the time you're sitting <laughs> okay, in traffic, okay, you need to right, be sober. You're right, you're right. That's I'm thinking not sitting around in traffic. I'm thinking just like sitting around. Yeah. You know? <laughs> oh my god, Gab. <laughs> I'm not I am absolutely positively not condoning drinking or tipsy driving. Yeah. Well, this past weekend was nuts a little bit. I think we can recap kind of what went on even though everybody's had a couple days to absorb it i think the big upsets here were western new york flash beat fckc 1-0 and admittedly it was what sam Mewis got a penalty kick um, yeah and then the other big one was the big one sky blue fc beating seattle rain 2-1 and ending like a two and a half year home unbeaten streak a two and a half year home, like they made that thing their fortress. And so Sky Blue beat Seattle Rain two to one when Hope Solo stopped a PK. Yeah. You would think like, that... Sky, Sky Blue beat them still and Hope Solo stopped a PK. Yeah, one that's, off. That's batshit crazy to me. It, well, not just that, but they opened the scoring because Tasha Kai scored on a header. Like, what year is this? Tasha Kai scored on Hope Solo. Yeah, and then as <laughs> you know, as we all picked for NWSL Fantasy because it was so obvious, um, Kelly Conheny for Sky Blue FC <laughs> scored the second goal, like with a behind the back heel flick. 
on a ball. It was, it was the, the craziest looking thing. Hope Solo like volleyed that thing to her. It, I mean, it wasn't Hope Solo's best game. It wasn't the Reigns' best game. I think in a post-game interview, Laura Harvey herself said, we never really got going. They didn't deserve to win that game. Well, yeah, you lost two to one. Yeah. I talked to some Seattle fans afterwards, and one of them said it was actually kind of a relief to finally lose a game. Which I guess is a luxury that Seattle fans get to have, <laughs> which I kind of get that, right? You well, yeah. I mean, we just we we are both fans of the U.S. Women's National Team. And then the longer a streak goes, the more it's like, the more meaning people assign to losing. And now that they finally lost, they can just get on and play as usual. I know. Watch, this is all part of Laura Harvey's like grand plan. You know, she's like, okay, uh, she like only writes it out on, on for herself, like a dear diary. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose the first match, and I'm then that's gonna fire the team up, and we're gonna go undefeated the rest of the season. Yeah, it's made them unafraid for the rest of the year. Instead of trying to to play perfectly, now they can just play. Right, like it just took all the pressure off. I mean, I remember how it felt when U.S. soccer uh, or the women's national team lost back in December, you know, the last game of 2015. You know, it wasn't a, like, colossal failure. It was a friendly. It, you know, Seattle picked a great game to lose. Now yeah. uh, now they're going to go to Boston. And, oh, uh, Don't – why do you have to bring up that – they're now all fired up and ready to come to Boston and like, why you, why did you need to bring that up? I mean, I'm just looking at the schedule. <sighs> That's all I'm doing. I'm reporting facts. Okay. Let's I'm... not talk about it for a minute. <laughs> okay. Let's just get through talking about the weekend, this past weekend a little bit while I emotionally talk about what, what's coming up. Prepare we, myself. While, we, while you prepare your, self for butt clenching all weekend <laughs> i was gonna say butt clenching will actually like help your back out yeah and will help your abs my trainer has got me uh train my trainer has me trained <laughs> um i've got a little clicker and i respond to it and everything my trainer has me uh clenching like going after good posture uh-huh. all the time now huh. and it's exhausting like, it's exhausting, and I sit there, and I'm like, why am I so t- – oh, it's because I've been clenching and, like, sucking in all day long. Yeah, it, it adds up. It does. It absolutely adds up, and I feel fantastic, and my back doesn't hurt, but, oh, my God, like, when I sit down finally, I'm just like, oh, I'm sore. Why? Oh, that's right, because I was clenching and sucking it in. Okay, so this past weekend. Yeah. Um, so I agree that those were the two upsets, uh, Western New York. No, I think FC Casey, they've, they've got this weird thing. They're, they're just like slow starters every season. They never really like shoot out of the gate super fast. So I wasn't super surprised by the result there. Um, I was shocked, absolutely shocked by sky blue beating Seattle. I think everybody Um, was. Yeah, I didn't watch any of that match live. Like, I've watched it since. But the Thorns were playing that day, and it was home, like, the home opener, and so it was just kind of crazy. But um, it was one of those things, like, before kick or maybe at halftime or something, I looked at the score, and I almost dropped my phone. I was just like, (laughs) what just happened? 
And it's not the end of the world, mm-hmm. obviously. It's the first game, but I I don't know. It, it lit a little fire inside of me. A game that kind of surprised me, but not really, was Houston Dash Chicago Red Stars. I thought the Red Stars would put up a little more of a fight than that instead of going down 3-1 to the Dash, but I think a lot of people... There were a lot of power rankings coming into the season, which is not great because you don't have a lot of data and a lot of teams made a lot of player moves that the power rankings didn't take into account. But, you know, the Houston Dash have a good roster, a pretty solid roster. And if we look at the three scorers, that's Carly Lloyd, Rachel Daly, and Janine Becky. If you were paying attention to Houston, which I admit I wasn't paying the closest, those three, I think anybody who follows Houston who had been following Houston in the off season or, or reading reports on them would have been like, yeah, those are three I would have picked to score. Totally. Well, I mean, I would have also picked Carly Lloyd to go for a full hat trick, but you know, <laughs> she's, uh, she's probably still stretching, stretching mm-hmm. her hammy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I like that Houston got the win at home. I feel like that's, that's a market that, you know, the more, the more positive press that they can get, which would be winning at home, it's it's going to help them out. Um, it seems like a lot of what I was reading prior to the game was if if I wasn't tuned into women's soccer, I wouldn't have known there was we even had a team in Houston. And so I'm I'm really hoping that uh, the Dash um, front office is is able to kind of do some more outreach this year. Uh-huh. Because, you know, now they have Orlando kind of competing at their same level. And, you know, we now have two expansion teams. And and I think that they're, they're going to produce some pretty good benchmarks for each other and should really, like, push each other. What I liked about the Houston game, besides the, the nice scoring on display, was that attendance was almost 7,500. And mm-hmm. I just kept thinking about that time we interviewed Ella. And she said, if we fill the lower bowl three times, we've broken even. Right. And lower bowl is 7,000 about. So yeah. for their home their home opener, they, they already got that one time. So I think it's feasible they could do it at least twice more this season, which means, you know, Houston Dash, assuming that their their money situation is the same as when Ella was talking, I don't think it's necessarily increased wildly. Right. No, and maybe maybe they hit goals last year, uh-huh. and and they've increased that to four games. You know, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how the Dash uh, fans and and how how Dash uh, or the Houston community comes out to support the team this year. I think attendances overall were really really good for opening yeah. weekend. Yeah, total people who came to see games was like about forty thousand over the five home games plus portland orlando's live stream had big viewing numbers on youtube i think they yeah, were maxing like out 15, around fifteen thousand. Like, yeah around 14 15 thousand live which was great yeah i just i hope that this is a year where we're constantly talking about just how impressed we are with numbers and mm-hmm. i hope that our bar gets raised to the point where we're like oh yeah you know seven grand that that makes sense like it must have been a weeknight or something like that for houston yeah, those are six, seven grand. Those are coming back to WPS numbers, which would be nice if, yeah, no team was below 3,500 for the weekend. Excellent. Yeah, the games were in uh, DC um, and they got a win. Houston, FC KC. Uh, can- FC 
in Kansas City, Kansas City. They, they had a loss and Seattle had a loss. Yeah, and but Portland had a win. So those all those home organizations, I mean, FC Casey, guys, like you guys have two stars. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, they got eight thousand. It it was a pretty good home opener for them, especially considering last year's average. Yeah. I so coming up this past this weekend then, the five games on Saturday it's Chicago versus Western New York. Orlando versus Houston, FC Casey versus Portland. And I listed the home teams first. So Chicago, Orlando, FC Casey. And then on Sunday, Sky Blue versus Washington and Boston versus Seattle. Now, Boston has already announced that they're almost at a sellout. Uh, I think Chicago, they're playing at Toyota again. Toyota the this season. season. The whole season. Okay. And hopefully they have a you know good crowd. Orlando has said they're, what, having... 15, 16, 17,000 for their home opener already? I haven't seen any firm numbers, but they they are playing in a in a venue that um, I think for their men's team can pretty consistently get like 30,000. Uh-huh. They're they're a lot like uh, the Seattle Sounders. Like they they always get really good attendance and you know playing in the same venue uh, I think is really going to help them out quite a bit. Orlando's really impressed me with all the work they've done leading up to their home opener, integrating the team into their franchise, like in their brand. And they have over 5,000 season ticket holders already. Yeah. um, Integrating the team. They did some sort of futsal court dedication today for the pride. And, you know, they're just, they're doing a really good job with regard to like community, community outreach and, It doesn't feel like they're just uh, marketing to women's soccer fans, but that might just be because I'm a women's soccer fan Mm. and I can't really see the other marketing. And then FC Casey is at Swope. Again, good facility. Mm -hmm. Um, Much better than the the other couple facilities that they've played in before. This is where they played last year. Uh, It'll be interesting. Um, I know that, in Kansas city, part of the issue has always been, you know, um, the, the cauldron or the, the sports group for, um, a sporting KC, the men's uh, team Mm -hmm. has never really crossed over into like blue crew territory or to support FC KC and having 7,000 at your home opener is, is pretty solid. So that's, that's one that we definitely want to keep an eye on. I do enjoy that all the games so far have been on Saturday and Sunday. I like that too. No more midweek games. That stuff is and a I, killer. And I thoroughly enjoy that we have an even number of teams in the league now, so we don't have any bye weeks. I think that's that's fantastic. You forget how nice it is to not have bye weeks. My one worry here is Sky Blue, because they're back at Yersac, and <laughs> you know what? It would suck for them to start the, the season off so brilliantly, and then they go home... <laughs> To their out-of-the-way stadium and pull, you know, under 2,000. I mean, who doesn't want to go visit your sack? Cap, why are you like this? (laughs) It's season four. If you haven't made that joke by now, I don't think you get to make it. I have totally made that. I make that joke every year. Not on this podcast. I have absolutely made that joke before. I don't think you have because I don't remember yelling at you for it. I'm fairly certain I've made that joke before. If you had, I would have yelled at you for it, like I am now. Why? Why are you yelling? Because it's awful. It's awful. 
It's, Why is that awful? It's just, it's like, it's not even trying. It's so... I know. It's, it's the little low-hanging fruit. It's not even low-hanging fruit. It already fell off the branch and you came along and picked it up. Yeah. At least I bent over and I picked it up. <laughs> Name of your sex tape. That's okay. Okay. I'd watch that. Oh, boy. I think we're learning a little more about you than the audience needs to know. I'm just saying. Like, hopefully Sky Blue uh, is going to have a good home opener. You know, they've always been the team that when there are interviews about how they're being marketed or how uh, the organization is, you know, reaching out and things like that, we've never really been fully on board with it because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, we're we're marketing to soccer people. And it's like, yeah, soccer people are going to go anyway. I would like to see Sky Blue hit like a about a 2,500 plus average for this season. I think that's decent considering their location, and their facility. Especially if they end up matching people's predictions and maybe their performance drops off. Although, you know what? If they won every single game, I don't necessarily know if that would impact their numbers too much. Just because they're so out of the way, you would need to... You would would think it would. Like, it would maybe draw people from Philly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully you'd draw some more, but, you know, a couple hundred extra at every game, maybe. Let's, Let's see. Sky Blue, why don't you win every single game? Become the new Seattle Rain. Become the new Seattle Rain. And let's see what that does for your attendance. It's like a social experiment. Yeah. Speaking of, I was going to say Tasha Kai, League Hero. But I think that leads us into talking about the goal of the week. Voting's already closed for this on the NWSL site. But I want to kind of briefly go over, because they had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine options for goal of the week, which is great. Meaning, because I think there were 11 goals total scored. So sorry, other two people who didn't make this right. list. <laughs> like, your goals were just, you know, not quite good enough for the... It just didn't quite get there. Yeah. Well, was was Mewis uh, PK? Oh, the PK, yeah, it's not on the list. That's Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so that makes sense. Like, unless she, the PK was blocked and then she scored it, like, with a diving header... Or <laughs> yeah that makes sense what was the other goal that wasn't counted i think janine becky for houston dash that might have been a pk too i think that goalkeeper should that goalkeepers are the only ones that should be allowed to take pks i think i think that needs to be on a goalkeeper's resume like one of the factors that goes into their profile oh boy how how much more interesting would the game be if only goalkeepers could take pks but what if <laughs> has Hope Solo ever scored on a PK in her professional career? I want to see that. This is my new this is my new cross to bear. I want to change NWSL rules. Yeah. So that only goalkeepers can can take PKs. Yeah, Janine Becky's goal was not a PK. I remember it now. She uh she placed it. It was a nice goal. But well, then I... why isn't it nominated? I don't know. I guess compared to a header on Hope Solo when you first came back in pro soccer in like two years, it just couldn't compare. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. I still can't believe Kai did that. Yeah. I think for me, if I were separating the wheat from the chaff, I'd put like the top goals here would be Catley, Loman, Rachel Daly, and Conheny. Why don't you tell us how you really voted? (laughs) <laughs> I, I voted for Rachel Daly for goal of the week actually 
Oh, okay. Even though it was on my beloved Alyssa Nair, it was a heck of a strike. Well, she's your beloved, but she's with another. That doesn't mean I don't wish her well. I know, but I'm just saying, like, she's not impervious to these things anymore. It's not like she wanted to leave. It's just circumstances tore us apart. She might have. Have you asked her? She did not want to leave, Gab. (laughs) Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. Did you like Lindsay Horan's goal for Portland? Because that I one did. was a nominee. I, uh, that probably wouldn't have been a nominee. Because, I mean, so the, that goal, it was one of those situations where, like, Tobin placed the ball really well. And all Lindsay had to do. Oh, did you see that we've been pronouncing her name incorrectly this whole time? Horan? It's Horan. Well. It's Horan, but I could have sworn, sworn you just said Horan. Oh, I might have. I mean, people um, can listen to this and rewind it and call me on it, so there's no point denying oh, it. I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like that. That was a learning moment for me that her name is pronounced Horan um, instead of Horan. But anyway, uh, I felt like Tobin was magical, and she has this ability to like make the ball float. And placed the ball perfectly. And it was actually, I thought it was a really mature goal for Lindsay. um, From the sense that, you know, she could have freaked out that she was that wide open in front of the net. And placed it wide. Blasted it over the bar, yeah. Exactly. Like, she she could have done any of those things. And it would have been on par for crap that happened that night. Um, But instead, she took her time and placed it gently. And I was just like, oh my god, I love this team. There's actually a third goal that wasn't nominated, and that's one by Dagny Brynjer's daughter. That was the goal I probably would have nominated. <sighs> Why? I thought that the scramble was was really, I don't know. I, I guess there are goals that you expect players to score, and then there are goals that just like somehow make it into the back of the net. Mm-hmm. And I'm partial to those. I'm partial to like the ugly sloppy. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. As opposed to like, okay, they technically that was perfect. Mm. Okay. I can you I know understand. What I mean? Yeah. It's a very blue collar. This is this yeah. is why I'm not uh media and I don't get a vote. <laughs> because the sloppier the goal, the better. The sloppier the better. Got it. And then on the I other I like it sloppy. Uh-huh. And then on the other <laughs> end of the spectrum, we've got save of the week. Uh <sighs> And there were seven nominees here. Barnhart, Betos, Casey, D'Angelo, Stout, uh, Solo, and Williams. So, sorry, other three goalkeepers. <laughs> like, they they can't, they got a limited town first. They've got a limited They need to, to like cut five. these off at like five, yeah. Because you know what? I'd say Alyssa Nair had a pretty worthy save that needed to go in there. She, I think it was... Um, Carly Lloyd like point blank blasted at the ball at her into her face and just this great reaction save she was able to deflect it up and away I actually didn't vote for a save of the week because what uh it really irritates me that in order to do it you had to tweet NWSL set it up so that yeah whenever you clicked vote it would the way they did it is it would send out an auto tweet didn't you say you got flack for how you voted no that was for player of the week from the media association. Oh. oh, the media's one. Yeah, yeah. On the one hand, I kind of like the, I kind of like linking voting to Twitter, but it should be optional. 
I don't think right. it should auto tweet because it, it drives me nuts and it clutters up your timeline and and I wish there was a way to consolidate all the tweets under one hashtag because they had the hashtags for individual players, but I wanted like a goal of the week hashtag like GOTW so that or like NWSL goal of the week so that you could see how many people are voting total. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out, buddy. Yeah, I guess. I so. mean, you like hopefully the NWSL front office is growing and hopefully they have somebody who's social media savvy enough to be like, Hey, let's try new things. And this might be one of the new things. And hopefully they're open to feedback. You should write a letter. You should write an article that gets responses. It does. But I mean, yeah, you do have that platform. Use it for good. Okay. Okay. I mean, I already criticized the NWSL like the day after opening weekend about the jersey situation, so... That they're not all available? Yeah. I mean, I think I did okay in acknowledging there, there's a lot of moving parts, but it just seems like an obvious thing. I'm hoping that this season that's just like a little hiccup in the beginning and not indicative of problems to come. I want to see better attendance, which is kind of a club-by-club club thing. And I want to see better league-wide standards for live streams. Were any of them fucked up this weekend? Uh, Washington? I've, I've only watched recorded ones. Washington Boston Breakers started off kind of rough. It was really, you just couldn't tell. You kind of had to guess by position and hair color. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but it, then it, it cleared up, you know, I think 15, 20 minutes into the first half. Which is not ideal, but I guess it's better than you know, buffering issues. Sure. And it's better than, you know, I'm so Chicago has their first home match this weekend. I still remember when the red stars, I think it was last season. Uh, they might've played a double header with the Chicago fire. Mm -hmm. And I remember there just being horrible issues with the stream. And the either their GM or the owner or somebody tweeted out basically, hey, unknown, unfamiliar facility for us, so it's not our fault. Like, we're doing the best we can with what we've got. And I was just like, but you're in an MLS stadium. Why is the internet dying? Like, I guess, I guess moral of my story is that's the one that I'm, like, going to be really critical of this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. Because they're now in an MLS stadium. They now, you know, are, are kind of building themselves up to not be like this little startup organization. Um, the other ones, Orlando, God, Orlando's going to have all the fucking graphics and all the fucking like everything probably already ready. And they've probably already done like the dress rehearsals. Uh, Sky Blue is going to be Sky Blue. <laughs> Um, is, is Boston at a new, was, were they at Jordan Field last year too? Yeah, the field just got renamed. Oh, okay. It's the same venue, it's the same streaming company, um, same commentators, I believe. Uh I I think they were okay, and they should have worked out any kinks from last, I mean, they should have worked out kinks from last season, so there's really no excuse to not at least have a, a steady stream this season. Cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I would like to also see... Uh, a standard where every game has a color commentator as well. Because when it's just one person, it tends to get dry, depending yeah. on that person. 
because yeah. it, it breaks down to like and then number 22 takes it out of the field passes it off to number 17 she holds it she passes it back to, it's you know you get some personality in that. there no no you're really you're really good at that i'm <laughs> monotone recitation of facts yeah actually <laughs> monotone you you have a great npr voice I, I agree about the color commentators. Um, my big irk with color commentators, though, it, and and I don't think it's any, something that's going to change anytime soon, but a lot of times I'm just like, I am familiar with the match. Stop reading stats off the worksheet about that player. You know what I mean? Like, does that ever get annoying to you when they're like, oh, and this player went to this college and graduated with a degree in this and, you know. Yeah, that does bother me a little bit. I'm just like, oh, I know you have all of this information sitting in front of you, but I don't need to hear the entire worksheet in the first <laughs> 10 minutes of the match. Yeah. It's a tougher job than a lot of people will give them credit for. But, you know, just because your job is tough doesn't mean people can't ask you to do it well. Yeah. Like referees. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I'm going to try and take it a little... I've been trying to take it a little easier on referees because as many people pointed out... You don't ask players and coaches to be right 100% of the time, so why ask a referee? Just be right yes, 99% of the time. I do actually re require my coaches to be right 100% of the time. Oh, boy. <laughs> I have I have some bones to pick with Mr. Parsons. How do you feel about Parsons this season? Already better than last year with Riley? or you? I, th I think so. I, yeah. I, the players are playing with more fire, uh -huh. um, and I think a lot of that is coming from, you know, being supported better. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I I enjoy, like, I enjoy that it, it actually looked like the team was gelling a little bit. The The first uh, the first 15 minutes of the Thorns match was a bit of a clusterfuck, and um, part of me had wished I had, like, been tweeting out my, my predictions that I was telling people before the match, because I, I was just like, yeah, you know, I have a feeling that Alex Morgan's going to score in the first, like, 12 minutes mm -hmm. or 15 minutes. And then there was a goal, like, at minute 11 or something like that. But I think that that's just, that's just home game playing in front of a, you know, a, a 10,000-plus person crowd jitters. And I knew that Alex Morgan wouldn't be impacted by that. And, you know, of course, Alex didn't score, but... Uh, that that didn't shock me, and the fact that the team came back from one to nothing to win two to two to one impressed the hell out of me. You know, I think Alex Morgan disappeared in that game a little bit. I feel like she was very present in the first half, mm -hmm. and then in the second half, uh, she just kind of started. I think she remembered where she was and uh -huh. gave that much effort again. Huh. Okay, it's an interesting way of putting it. I, I don't know. She she did. She disappeared. Um, and it wasn't because Portland like made her disappear. No, no, no. Um, she she was always a threat. Uh, she was always making the runs behind Emily Mangas and and Cat Williamson being out on the out, out wide. I think is a little bit of a liability for us. She's very physical, but um, with Jasmine Spencer out there, like she was getting burned. Um, she, you know, she was one fuck up away from a breakaway for Spencer, which I guess is every defender's like, like Achilles heel, you know, uh -huh. like they're not allowed fuck ups. Um, Megan Klingenberg is, is really, I have a feeling she's going to annoy the fuck out of me. <laughs> 
you wouldn't be the first one. I know, I know. I but it's just one of those things where like she's gotta if she's gonna keep pushing up that high, she's gotta get some assists and she's gotta get some goals. Yeah, if you're gonna uh, push otherwise, that high, yeah. If she's on the same side as Tobin, like Tobin has to drop back, and we cannot afford to have Tobin dropping back if she's gonna play like she did on Sunday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, we got to talk about the Thorns for five minutes. Yay! <laughs> I think Orlando, despite Alex Morgan kind of not being the biggest impact as the game wore on, I think they looked pretty good for being a brand new team that's never ever played together. And I'm looking forward to their home opener against the Dash on Saturday. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. What do you think? I I think that that is going to be a, a good matchup. Um, I'm both teams are really fast and both teams like to play fast soccer. And I think that's what threw the thorns off because they wanted to like play it a little bit slower uh-huh. um, and like more possession game. And so I think it's going to be a firecracker of a match when Orlando and Houston play against each other. Yeah. I wish the TV deal had kicked in a lot sooner than fucking September because there are a lot of matchups in these first couple of weeks that I think would be really nice to watch. One of them being Thorns versus Pride as an opener. That was fun. And then Pride versus Dash. I think that's going to be another one. The the other four games this weekend, Red Stars versus Western New York Flash. I think if Red Stars can fix some of the issues they had in their back line, they're going to win that one. Yeah, home opener at Toyota Park. Settle a little bit. Back line and Alyssa Nair just to each other. Yeah. What do you think about FC Kansas City versus Portland? Um, <laughs> we never do really well when we go to Kansas City, except for that one time in 2013. So my expectations are, I don't think we're going to show poorly. The Thorns have, I'm intrigued to see how we handle being on the road this year. So far, every game has been at home, even in the preseason. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting to see what, what are things like uh when they have to travel then sunday we have sky blue fc versus the spirit i think if the spirit continue to play how they played against boston but if sky blue also continues to play how they played against seattle this could be the surprise matchup of the week instead of the spirit just running over sky blue three to nothing yeah what do you say tasha kai scores another goal i would love for our prediction last week to come true and tasha kai scores a goal every single match she scores on every single keeper in the league. Bada every single boom. keeper in the league. And they're like, not that scoring a header on Hope Solo is like no effort. Because, again, I like sloppy goals. Uh-huh. Um, but I, w- I would love for them to be like team efforts, every single one. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Kai is going to be like on a fast break and beat two defenders and the goalkeeper and score. I think she's just going to be like, like cherry picking yeah i think so too i think she's gonna kind of hover around the back line and you know try to try to not get caught off do you think do you think kai's a uh, a trash talker i don't know i think her trash talking would be very like like you're nothing bra come at me you know it wouldn't be bad, like gross, grossly inappropriate trash talk. It would just be like standard swaggering, kind of like, come at me, bruh. Yeah, like, watch me, watch me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Am I going to go? I'm going to go. Yeah. 
that that would be interesting to like mic strikers. <laughs> Can't handle this, bro. Right? Like, what does Alex Morgan's trash talk sound like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when when they're when they're wrestling in in the box a little uh-huh. bit and on a corner kick or something like that. Like, is Alex Morgan even trash talking, or is she just saying like, "Get your hands off me"? I think she would kind of be that like that kind of let me talk to the manager voice like take your hands off of me don't touch me right what would diana matheson sound like trash talking like excuse me excuse me because <laughs> she's such a little she's such a little shit and i love her but she's also canadian i mean she Could you... she she definitely has a lot of sass but <laughs> you know once again she is also canadian yeah, and she she has a lot of sass, and it's like, okay, well, she's also very smart. Yeah. So I have a feeling, like, some of her comments would make uh, people do, like, a double take. Like, was that, was that, a fa- did you just burn me? <laughs> Wait, what just happened? Oh, god damn it, she scored a goal. So why don't you guys leave in the comments or add us on Twitter who you think is the best trash talker in the league? I think Kelly O'Hara is not a good trash talker. She just gets insanely angry. Oh, man. You know who I think is probably the best, worst trash talker? Who? Jess Fishlock. Jess, with that Welsh accent. Yep. And people wouldn't understand what she was saying it, though. Yep. It would It would just be like, uh, yeah, it would It would be, I, I would just be distracted the whole time. Stream, I'd be like, I yeah. don't know if she's calling for the ball, if she's calling me a name. I have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm not even going to attempt to imitate a Welsh accent because it would be a nightmare. But yeah, this stream of incomprehensible Welsh talk coming at you and you're just like, I don't know what you're saying at me. I, I don't know. Please stop. Right? Like, I, are you angry? Are you communicating with your teammate? Like, <laughs> what name did you just call me? I don't, I don't know. I really don't. And then, whoops, there she scored a goal on me. Oh. I also think Hope Solo would be pretty gnarly trash. I don't too. know, because I feel like Hope, sometimes she does really well with heckling, where she'll be like, yes, this is the give and take I've agreed to, because you are opposition fans and I am the goalkeeper. Keep it up, guys. Uh-huh. I Like, she feeds on <laughs> the energy. And then sometimes she seems really thin-skinned about it. I, I don't know. I think it would vary wildly. I think the Australians could give some. They could give some stick. Oh, God. Just the most foul mouth, like, horrible, oh stick it up your bum mate, like, awful trash at least, talk. At least Devanna's not in the league anymore. She would she would have been the clear winner. <laughs> and we don't have Tank anymore. She would have been second place. I feel like Devanna, it would just shock you. You wouldn't even cry. You would just go home and be like, Another human being said that to me. <laughs> How did they even have that thought? Just where, where did that thought even... I didn't even know that was possible. A lot of in, in, anatomically incorrect suggestions. Oh, absolutely. And then you would just... You would be puzzled for a little while. Be being like, like, but wait, no, that, I couldn't fit that, that in there. Thing? That's... In Australia, does that... Do you guys... I don't... In, yeah. in Australia, is that what you guys do for fun? Or is that is that like a mean thing to do to somebody? Mm-hmm. Carly Lloyd doesn't trash talk. She just like either runs you over like a, a Mack truck or, or she, you know, stares at the back of your head until you feel really uncomfortable, like you might explode. I feel like she might trash talk, though. I feel like Carly Lloyd would trash talk as you're like picking yourself up off the turf. 
Carly Lloyd would be like, why don't you just make yourself comfortable? <laughs> yeah, actually, that's perfect. That's exactly right. You know, mm. that would be her tone of trash talk would be like, oh, you know, sorry, I ran too fast. Um, you might want to take a water break. Like, oh, it's too bad you didn't get to that ball first. Ugh. It really sucks. That I'm a harder worker than you are. You know what? Just try and keep it up throughout the game. You know, just give your best effort. Just yeah, that's what I tell the kids in my camp all the time. <laughs> that's a pretty sick burn. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like Carly Lloyd would do that shit though. Just like she'd cut you in this really bored, neutral sounding voice, like she's relating facts to you, but she's actually cutting you to the quick. Well, that and she's like, um, not everybody can play like champions. <laughs> You know what? Like, she'll she'll remind you mm -hmm. of who she is. But just factually, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. Like, it's almost the exact opposite of what Australians do. Yeah, no swearing, no insults, just factually reminding you, like, you know what? Not everybody is cut out for this game at the highest level. There's the leaders and the doers, and then there's <clears throat> those who retire and teach. Or, or she, could you imagine practicing with Carly Lloyd? She's like judging all of your like food that you eat. Like if Carly Lloyd's on your team and you go out like at the airport and she's fucking judging your food, then she burns you in practice. She'd be like, yeah, I guess that's why you don't have those chicken McNuggets, man. <laughs> maybe. It's like, maybe that's why you don't get cheese on your burrito bowl at Chipotle. God, I would, I, I, I want to punch Carly Lloyd now. <laughs> I don't. I, would, I, I just want to hear her, like, cut someone down like that. I want the players to be miked. I, I do, too. I don't think it's going to be foul. I don't, like, maybe a couple players will be foul. But I think it's just going to be, like, I wonder if they if they make personal digs. Like, not in an offensive way, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. joking around like friends. Yeah, I think it would be hilarious. Really entertaining. I want to hear Maddie Evans get miked because she's, you know, <laughs> she's like a little anger ball stuffed in a teapot. God, how can we do a GoFundMe? Can we do another Kickstarter? Mike, your favorite NWSL player. Yeah, Mike, Mike, your favorite. Oh, what if that's the fundraiser? Is that you know we we fundraise and whichever whichever player raises the most money or whichever like bucket raises the most money, that player then gets gets the mic. What will we do with the rest of the money? Just take it. Well, it all goes to the same place. Like, it all goes to the same charity or whatever. Oh, okay. Sure. Sure. I'm sure the League will accept this suggestion of ours. <laughs> hey, I hear somebody has contacts. Okay. Well, I think the last game we need to predict that we haven't talked about that got kind of lost in the shuffle here, as usual, is Boston versus Seattle. <laughs> I'm finally as, ready to talk about as it. As usual. <laughs> I'm finally ready to talk about it. I gave you some, some time. I know. You... I gave you some time. Give me a whole episode to get used to it. I I just don't know. A lot of things need to start clicking for Boston that are already in place for Seattle, even though they're traveling. I'm going to say ideal outcome for Boston here is not losing by more than one while looking coherent in the back. You know, like I'd like that one goal to come off of some really great rain build up play and not be an accident. So not be a whoops a whoops goal. Yeah, which I I think Boston kind of showed they're they're working on eliminating from last game. Like, yeah, there there were some issues, but 
they were able to recover from those issues instead of just like collapsing like a flan in a cupboard. Sure. But what's Seattle going to do? Like, do you think Seattle's going to come out guns, guns a blazing? Or do you think Laura Harvey's going to be like, okay, guys, back to basics? Because I, I have a feeling like back to basics could be a thing that actually happens. Well, the rain play FC Casey next at home. Maybe they want to save it for FC Casey. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I could see Harvey just totally being like, guys, we need to just go out there and have fun. Like, relax into the season. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's kick the ball around. Let's let's work on the fundamentals. That's um, fine by me. Right. If we got out of this with a 0-0 tie or a 1-1 tie, fantastic. If you, got, if you got points from Seattle. Yeah, if we got points from Seattle, heck yeah. I'll take any point from Seattle I can get. The something I enjoyed about this opening weekend is there were no draws. Yeah, you're right. You know what though? Breakers versus Spirit was unlucky not to end in a draw. I feel like so. And Western New York Flash FC Casey also maybe. But you're right, there were no draws. I, hope I think that's good for the sport. I think draws. Um, some people who are on the bubble are like, ah, it's so boring. Why did it end in a, in a tie? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess people, so. I guess so. People I, yeah. on the bubble, you know. Yeah, there, there's room to draw in all sorts of people who have certain preconceived notions about what makes a, a an exciting game, and if if NWSL can provide that and sucker them in, and then by the time they're they're in, it's too late for them to back out, and afterwards they see some ties. That's fine. Yeah, make a big entrance, and then let's blow the doors off this thing, and then you know around June show everybody our true colors. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Let's lock in and the then season. Just watch, watch the struggle fest as uh, June and July hit, and we're struggling to like, and we bring in those unpaid amateurs. Oh boy, yeah. At least we get, you know, I think a good seven, eight weeks out of the national team players being present, and hopefully during the Olympic friendlies, people will be sure to mention NWSL a bunch of times. One of the games is on ESPN2, which probably means Foudy, which means I think we will get some quality NWSL time out of her. That's a that's a nice uh, drinking game. How many times does the commentator mention NWSL? Yes. Yeah. Um, which, when are the Japan games? Uh, I want to say June 2nd and June 6th. You'd think I would know more off the top of my head, considering I had to write them both up. Well, and considering that you're planning to potentially go to one of them. Yeah, the second one in Cleveland, but that's not assured. I have a lot of other stuff. June 2nd and yep. June 5th. So the first one's in Commerce City, Colorado, and the second one's June 5th in Cleveland. So June 2nd. So concern of mine is timing. NWSL has games that weekend, May 28th and 29th. It's 27th, 28th, and 29th. Then you turn around and you have the 30th and 31st, I think. Or does May have 30 days? 31. 31. Mm -hmm. So you have the 30th, 31st, 1st, and 2nd. So you have four days until the U.S. The US national team plays Japan. Do you think players are going to get called into camp, though, and miss that weekend of games? I really fucking hope not, because the, Port the Portland Thorns are playing Seattle Rain at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the whole point of having this big two-week gap in the NWSL schedule was so that no international would interfere with 
an NWSL game. They they tried to match the FIFA calendar. So hopefully, right. And you know what? They're playing with their clubs. I think the only reason to come into camp would be to get used to each other. But hopefully by that time, they would just need a couple of days to be like, okay, guys, let's get our heads on straight and then go have fun in this game. What do you think is going to happen in these games? Like, Japan has not looked super sharp lately. It really depends on what mood Jill Ellis is in, I think. If she's, like, I, I think that if she's in the mood to actually win and plays the A team, then it could get really gross for Japan. But if she's in the mood to flex and stretch and see who who plays well where, it, it could be fairly even matched. I think that would be nice. A team that is still technically sophisticated, but is also trying to rebuild so you can have a more experimental lineup against them. Might be mm-hmm. nice. We'll, we'll see closer to June. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not even end of April, but yes, the, it was a great opening weekend. I'm really looking forward to the next weekend of games. I feel like happy and optimistic about this season overall. What are these feelings? I don't know. We'll see how long it lasts. Don't forget, guys, leave in the comments who you think would be a trash talker and what kind of trash talker they would be. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks to talk more NWSL. Because we're here, season four. (laughs) 